drinks the whole thing right down. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 240, bear with me, bear with me, bear with me, 241, with your host Randy and a, a little bit under the weather voice kind of trashed Jason. Yeah, you sound weird and your mic's in a weird place and all this weird I'll stuff. I'll move some stuff around over here, but the long and short of it is my voice is trashed. I've, I've got kind of like a respiratory Talk. thing going on and okay. is it better now? Is it better now? Echo, echo, yeah, echo. <clears throat> testing, testing. You seem very annoyed. Well, you're moving it all around while you're talking. Yeah. Well, you asked me to move it. You said it was in a weird place. Are we back to normal? Mm-hmm. So pre-show, I got to tell you this before I forget. Pre-show? Pre-show. Pre-show. This is the beginning of my sentence. We were talking. Oh, yeah. Uh, about shaming people, I think, in general. Oh, that's why you weren't telling me what you were going to say? You wanted to save it for the show? Yeah. Save it what did shows. you say? Well, I'm going to save this for the show. Weird. All I'm right, saying, go I on. Did. I did. Said, I said this is show content. I'll do it in the show. Oh, goodness. Can we get you a foot switch or something? I would love a foot switch, but you just mark it and you can zip it out. But I would love that. That technology doesn't exist for podcasting. Yes, it does. Very much does. You know what? We've been doing this for long enough. I should probably get a mixing board over here and some more gear. And then this. Um, Yeah, I need like a little little iPad on the side with just in right in line recording its own track for, um, you know, noise things. What do you call it? When mm. there's like a whole panel of buttons and different sounds, like a bell and a honk and a... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's got a name. Yeah, you're right. It's like, like zip Zip Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff. Let's go to the mail. <laughs> Just, <laughs> no, it makes the AOL sound, right? It's the AOL sound. You've got mail. You've got mail. Okay, wow. Okay. So you were asking me who I shame, and I said, uh, "Judge." I said, "No, I can't can't judge people anymore. People don't get uh, people don't receive it. Judge not, well, lest ye be judged." Yeah. Well, I welcome the judging. Judge me all you want. I am. I but, am right now. And of course, we. I this. You said, "Well, what do you judge me for?" And I said, you know, "Laziness, essentially, not all right, not taking themselves places where they could." And I had a funny example. Uh, not. It was last week. Whenever, when was the last time I had the soccer board meeting? Doesn't matter when. We have this board meeting at the library. And some parking topic came up. Blah, blah, blah. One of the guys was talking about parking. And I was sitting there holding my tongue. I'm holding my tongue. And he looks right across the room and he's like, oh, well, you know, if Randy had his way, we'd all be biking to practices. And I just kind of like, I just shrugged at him. And be like, eh, what, do you, what do you want me to say? What am I supposed to say to you? Like, yes, I'm going to make you all bike because it's good for me. Like, hey, people don't want to do stuff. And then, this is the funny part, the punchline. About five seconds later, a guy walks into the meeting who was pretty late. And he says, <laughs> he says, he says, geez, I had to park like four blocks from here because the parking lot is completely full. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no one really understood the uh, the implications of the room being completely full of soccer board members. I can still hear that. Jay coughing. I- Every one of them having driven to the library. Like 20 people. So there's like 20 cars in this library parking lot. And they destroyed the lot so now no one can use the actual library. Like anyone who actually wanted to drive to the library with their children, say, couldn't. Because it was full. Including some of the other board members who had to park far away because the parking lot was full. 
Mind you, we live in a tiny town. So I, was it, I was I judging them silently? Yes. Do I wish they would? Uh... And on the flip side, sometimes it works if it's delivered well. As you've said, <sighs> my uh, the president of the youth soccer organization sends out an email about our field. Field's not open yet. Uh, it'll be open this weekend. The dirt road leading to the field is quite bumpy, so please remind everyone to drive slowly because of the bumps. Right. To which I, every time he sends the same email, every couple of times a year, I always reply back to it. I say, because he says, please remind everyone to drive slowly until we have the road graded. Right. So it's worded as if as soon as the road's graded, then pff, off to the races. Yeah. Light them up. And I, I write, I always, every time I write back, please never grade that road. It is fantastic when it's full of bumps because everyone drives very slowly because they're worried about their car wheels and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, he showed up that weekend to the games on his bicycle. Yeah. I said, we went over. I was like, Mr. President, man. I'm leaving his name out. I'm so proud of you. This makes me so happy to see you here on your on your bicycle. And he's like, well, you know, after you replied to my email for the millionth time with that same response. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it sort of sort of hit hit me that you know maybe he's right i should just ride here it's not that far <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like boom got him yeah he got one <laughs> got, 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 got one one well that one ride he's gonna take for the year and he's done I, I, I joke but that's where it starts man i think you gotta get one and then you get one he gets one you get one more and then boom you got four and now you've quadrupled your uh and that's four less cars in the parking lot, right? I wish it were that simple. <clears throat> I know. But it's not, honestly. Because this is what happens. I get one, maybe mm-hmm. two, maybe he gets one. And then there's a whole other generation of people that comes in and wipes the whole thing out. Like, there's a new set of kindergartner parents that come in. Yeah. All that stuff takes over. It's got to be It's got to be policy-driven. It's got to be something that's pushed by the, uh, by the government. Right, and they don't—they don't come in and say you must ride bicycles. But they come in and they say, uh, "We're going to charge you a lot more money for parking, for driving, and we're going to build all these sweet uh, lanes for you to ride, and they're super safe, and you'd be happy with having your kids in." So they don't force you to do it, but they're like, "Hey, this is clearly the better option," and then people will take it. Well, well keep it, keep at it, keep at it. That's all I can say. Just keep mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. Well, we failed in acting, so good luck with that. <laughs> Hundred years of acting is enormous. That, that, I think that's <laughs> you know. Part I drove. I drove through your town the other day, and I got a little sad because I mean, I grew up there. Which right, is a strange thing. Yeah, and I have forgotten. I drove through it the other day. I'm like, these roads are terrible. They're so narrow and windy, and no shoulder. Any, there's no room for any sort of. Oh, man, you say that, but just like the just like the uh, bumpiness of your parking lot. If they make, which they are, if they make those roads wider, people are just going to be doing 50 instead of 40 down them. Well, no, I mean, there's no room. There's no sidewalks on a lot of them. Like, well, yeah. I'm saying. There's no, there's no way if you wanted to go to walk to your friend's house, you can't because there's no safe way to get there unless they go through the woods or something. Well, I don't know if I agree with that entirely. Like, where do you want to go? Name two points and I'll tell you if there's a sidewalk. <laughs> Well, the roads I happened to be driving on did not have sidewalks. Which were, where were you going in Acton? I was out near your way. I guess it was more Boxborough-ish. Were you going to Flara? 
We're going to a field. It was it was in that area, yeah. Yeah, that's Boxborough though, and that's that, but that's pretty rural. Like that's rural. not a lot of cars there. Like I run over there all the time and I'm never really like, oh, I'm, I'm it's too mm-hmm. tight to run here. Um so that's that's <clears throat> I think that's okay. Uh but you're right. You're right. The rest of Acton is okay. It's okay. Um okay. But I had anyway, a segue that was my, that was my into was my what you were saying, and then I totally forgot. Yeah. Um, but I do have a couple of callbacks here. I, oh, it, laziness. Let, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Speaking of laziness, and I apologize again for the uh, congestedness of my voice. But I'm not even going to edit anymore. Well, I'll try to cough off the mic instead of okay. right on it. But um, it, it, do you judge people for, that don't do their own taxes? No. No, you think it's fine? Like, oh, you pay a guy and, yeah. Well, I, I, let me, let me put this out there. I think, I think I would judge people who don't make an effort to understand certain aspects of their own life. So I don't like, for example, I don't work on my own car. Right. I think I used to. Yep. Right. Long time ago. Yep. But now it's kind of like, I don't have the tools for this stuff. And that's, that'd be pretty time consuming. And if I made a mistake, this would be bad. Yeah. Right? But I do, there's degrees, there's nuanced. Okay. So if somebody has some complicated taxes and not a lot of time, I know, I know a lot of people that own their own businesses, right? And they just, they need that assurance. They need that advice to be like, am I losing zillions of dollars by doing this wrong? Cause it's not, it's a pretty complex system. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So people that are paying, quote unquote, for a peace of mind, you're okay with? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, there's one. laziness. I'm literally talking about physical laziness. All right. Not- All right. Well, <laughs> I've got a good segue for that, but after, because as you know, well, now that the podcast has dropped, we, uh, by the time this comes out, you'll be late on your taxes. And if you had listened to us last week, we were sort of lamenting about some of the deductions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, because I, I I was light years ahead of you in progress, I think like four days or something. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when you have four months and a half to do it, or three and a half months to do it, and I was four days ahead of you or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I got my taxes done, and I was like, what is going on? And... It's one of these weird things where the company uh, stock they gave You're us. You're going to get stock. into this. I'm not going to get into details, but <laughs> the fact that multiple people have reached out to us, I want to acknowledge and thank them for reaching out to us. But the complexity of it was like crazy, and you and I were both like, "What is going on? This is not right." So, mm-hmm. um, thank you, Michael Richters, who I thought was in Australia. No, he's in Canada. I mean, can I knew he was in Canada? Wait, who reached out on the Twitters? Was it also Michael? Or was it? Um, I don't know on the Twitters. Um, keep typing. But how uh, does how does Mike? Yeah, I typed Twitter. Like really, that's okay. that disrupt. Anyway, but how does Michael know? How I want to ask that question. Like, why does he know? It's a very good question. The U.S. Tax maybe he law. maybe he just keeps up, or maybe he has to do some U.S. taxes. I don't think so. I think he's a hundred percent there. Maybe he's got some relatives and he helped. Huh. He could just keep up on things. But I think I don't yeah, know if it you was also Mike, it was also Michael on Twitter, Twitters. Um, but so thank you, Michael, for reaching out and he and he and he basically said it was only the mortgage interest deduction that's capped at ten k, not all the itemized deductions. And true enough, I uh, no, not mortgage interest. <clears throat> it was uh, property taxes. Oh, it was other taxes. It wasn't the mortgage interest, was it? Maybe it was. I forget. Yeah, I, I think, think it was the mortgage interest. 10K. Um, 
Yeah. Anyways, so there was a lower cap and there was a higher standard deduction. Yeah. That was the big thing. So yeah, but um, I'm doing it and I'm just like, I don't know if this is right. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, there's no way aside from me like dropping five hundred to a thousand dollars at some either like you know anywhere from H and R Block to mm-hmm. a accountant to find out if I'm right. And there's no guarantee that they are going to do it right either. So right. this is this is an interesting thing, and this is why I think it's really important to understand things yourself, to take an interest in aspects of your own life. Uh, again, I you know I don't think people who leverage other people to do things are are lazy, right? It's it's efficient, right? You get an electrician to do your electric electrical stuff, but the electrician stuff is a good example. Um, again, it's it's not that I'm saying everyone should do their own electrical work, but <laughs> It's not a difficult thing to understand <laughs> if you put 10 minutes into it. You know, you could, you could do a little bit of like, I know a lot of people that are pretty good at this, right? They'll, they'll understand things. They'll read a little bit. They'll research a little bit and they'll be like, Oh yeah, <clears throat> you know, I, I understand how all these connects and where things go, but you know, I don't have the time to do it or the right tools and I'm going to hire this guy to come in and, and they can sort of tell it'll help them tell if something's going wrong or. They're getting the wrong service or they're getting short change. Not that that's always the assumption, but I think it's just healthier in general to have to take an interest in your own, in the as, in, in all aspects of your life. How right. does my car work? How does my bike work? Right. It's, it's so an easy example is, yeah. So I do all the repairs. We've talked about this on the bicycles and because those are pretty easy and I offer help to other people, but it's very strange to me when people bring a bike to me. And they say, I don't know what's wrong. You know, it doesn't work. And the front wheel's like folded in half, right? It's like, you not, you don't see this, <laughs> right? There's, there's like, that's an interesting, yeah. All right. Are you, are you looking right at it? You don't yeah. see the problem? No, I don't, I don't, can't tell. Could you tell me? Like, what? <laughs> are you crazy? So is it a, is it, a, Maybe it is a problem that I don't understand. Maybe certain people just literally can't can look at a circle and see that it's not a circle. And- Believe it or not, I think this, and I, I hate to bring this up again, but I think it's also, this is one of those confidence things. Like you have confidence, but some people are like, don't have any confidence at all that they could figure a thing out and they've never done it. They were never raised to do it. They were, if something was wrong, they called in, they picked up the phone to fix the problem or they, you know, wrote, mm-hmm. took out the checkbook, whatever it is. And I sort of hate that, um, the idea of that. In some yeah. cases, I think like if you need to get a gas line run in your house, like that's where I know where my limitation is. is oh, man, I told gas you, line. gas lines yeah. are easy. Uh, yeah, but for me, the risk is the risk reward isn't there, right? If I no, mess the, that up, I'm going to blow up and kill potentially kill nah, someone. You'll be fine. The riskier yeah. pipe is the water pipe. I, well, see, I'll do, I've done water plumbing and stuff. Why is Not that much risky? riskier? Why? Because it's way higher pressure, and you mess up the water pipe, you're going to flood your house. And that destroys everything. Yeah, but it's not going to like blow up. <laughs> gas is not going to blow up. Well, all right. So, so you, you smell say. it. You smell it so fast because it's so stinky. And it's low pressure. You can put your thumb over the pipe like this and plug the whole no line. Way, really? Yeah, that's how I did. Oh, that's interesting. So, In fact, <laughs> what were, what, I, learned, I learned when the gas guy came. Or this is when my confidence boosted up, right? So <laughs> the, they came to replace the meter and the meter was in our basement. It's inside the house, not outside the house. Uh-huh. And that's why I was hanging out with them in the basement, like talking to him. And he turns off the gas, unscrews the meter, takes the meter off, puts the new meter on like halfway, and then turns the gas on. And I'm like, 
what you doing? <laughs> and he's like, uh, so um, how long you lived here? I'm like, you, the gas is on. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just got to bleed some of the air out of there. I'm like, for how long? <laughs> and he's just running it and running it, and there's just gas pouring into the basement. And then he just shuts it off, hooks the meter up, does the rest of it. And I'm like, you, uh, is that okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's no problem. Like, look, it's, 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 it's really smelly, but I, you really got to flood this whole basement and then get the right spark and all this kind of stuff for that to be bad. And, he's, and he goes, look, I can plug the whole thing up with my thumb anyway. And he just sticks his thumb over the pipe. Really? Because it's it's really <clears throat> low pressure. Yeah. All, right. All right. And that's why you don't uh, – because if it was higher pressure, you'd have to, like, solder the pipes and you can't solder a gas pipe. I guess that would be <laughs> How do you do? How do you seal a gas pipe, though? They're threaded. They're all threaded. And you, you use like a little putty on the threads. That's oh, it. oh, okay, okay, okay. But they're, they're, since it's low <clears> pressure, <throat> the, the threading works pretty well anyway. And if, if oh. there's any sort of leak, you can smell it. I mean, you can literally move around. I found a leak that I reported to the gas company by like smelling the joints. I'm like, this one's leaking. And you call them up in there and they're like, they're, they're out of your house in two minutes. Yeah, right. Why did they're so fast? Because they're worried about the leak. <clears throat> yeah, because it can blow up. Well, because they treat all the leaks the same. And it, it certainly can blow up, but it typically blows up when you're not home because if you were home, you'd smell it. <laughs> but, That's true. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> there aren't many stories of houses blowing up people in them. Well, the whole thing on the, uh, anyways, Massachusetts. Yeah, a lot but, of people weren't home. Well, okay. We are off topic here. Sorry. Um, Gas pipes. Do it yourself. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh, the taxes, right? Mm-hmm. So thank you, Michael Richter. But also, we got a mail on this, and which is a lot. Um, uh, okay, yeah, this is from Peter, who's reached, who's still listening. Glad to hear that. Um, he writes us two mails. I'm going to read. I'm going to read them both. Uh, he says, "If you want, this can be for off air." But this is inspiring to me to get my taxes done earlier next year. <laughs> Because he obviously knows what he's doing. And he says, Jason, Peter from Brooklyn here again. Just a quick note. It's past April 15th, so you've likely filed by now. But I just heard you discussing taxes and either you misspoke or your tax software made a mistake. I'm reading really fast. Here's my mis- here's my understanding of the newest tax laws. Interest on existing mortgages remains deductible up to the interest on a $1 million mortgage. If you have a new mortgage, the interest is only deductible on the first $750,000 worth of the loan. Okay, well, I'm nowhere near that. So that's, that's off the table. And then he puts in uh, parentheses, previously, you were able to deduct the interest on up to $1 million, or $100,000 worth of home equity loan as well. Not sure if this has changed. The major change to deductions is that there's now a $10,000 cap mm-hmm. on what is called SALT, which stands for state and local taxes. State and local taxes. Yep. Yeah. This is all the property taxes that you pay as well as the state taxes you pay to Massachusetts as well as any local taxes you pay to your town, which I don't have any. So your major deductions are your mortgage interest, which I have a lot of, plus $10,000 of salt, which I covered, <laughs> not just a flat $10,000. As a resident of Brooklyn, part of New York City, as you know, this change has hit me hard. What he's saying here is uh, Brooklyn is a high- um, Tax. High if residential. Owns- and Yeah, and high resident costs. So cost of living is high, as well as the taxes are high. And I expect you and Randy, as residents of Massachusetts, were hit hard too. Also, do we joke? It's called Taxachusetts sometimes. The state mm-hmm. tax is higher. This change, the cap on salt deduction, <clears throat> obviously hits people with high property taxes and high state taxes, which I just said. Yes. The vast, vast majority of those affected are residents of New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and California. If you want to get political about this, I think it's no accident that every one of these states votes overwhelmingly Democratic <laughs> and president. Right. Yeah, now that's, yeah, I, I, 
I don't think it's all bad. That's I wonder if that's uh, some kind of way to um, push back on the states taxing. Like if that's the Republican way of saying, hey, states or hey, people, your states are being mean to you. It's uh, interesting. By overtaxing you. Maybe. They're going to revolt. Huh. A little misdirected. But I think, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I was definitely over <laughs> my salt was over the 10K. However, there was um, – uh, there's also they ra- they raised the standard deduction significantly, and I forget what it used to be, but it was only like it used to be twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, it was really low. Where did I for read ma- that? For married? No, not That's no what, twins. Oh no, no, you're right. No, no, I think no. It was no. like sixteen. Was it sixteen? Last year, I don't remember, but it's twenty four now this year for married filing jointly, which is pretty high. Uh, like it's hard, difficult to get over that number. So a lot more people were taking that standard deduction. And that could certainly make up for uh, some of the things that you missed out for in the salt cap. Right. Complicated stuff. So boring. Yeah, boring. But here's the thing. I'm going somewhere. I've got an arc here, which we're getting to the end of. But he also says, keep up the great work. I've listened to every show for at least 100 episodes now. Despite the soccer talk, you're one of my two favorite podcasts. I'm curious what the other one is. What the other one is? The Um, War on Cars. uh, (laughs) Anyways, that's a podcast? Yes, there is. Yeah. Um, I okay. haven't listened to it, but I probably should. So two things more on this. One, uh, I, like I don't – I find it interesting that people take their – so yeah, like when you said it's good to understand, you never really close a loop on that. But for me personally, I do my taxes because I want to understand what I'm doing. I want to mm-hmm. understand where my money is going. And a few years ago, maybe 15 now – I had a year, H&R Block was running a promotion where it was like, we will review your last year's taxes for free if you do your this year's taxes. And it had been a year where, again, it was another company where I worked for and they were giving me some uh, some stock options. And I was like, I don't know that I did it right last year. I got to do it this year again. You know what? I'll take it to H&R Block. They'll tell me if I did it right last year. If, and then, if, then I'll know, right? So then I'll have mm-hmm. the professionals. Well- I know. There's probably people out there rolling their eyes, H and R block, blah, blah, blah. I know. Whatever. I don't care. They should be the professionals. You're paying for them and all that stuff. They didn't know any better than me. They had the woman was like, I don't really know. This doesn't make any sense. Right. Let me look it up. You know what? Why don't you leave your paperwork with us and come back? And I'm like, so they don't know any better than I do. Just, no, no. Well, some do. I think like if it was a, like a high powered accountant probably but this would. This is also why it's good to understand why it's good to take an interest in. Yeah. Everything that you do, because you can see, uh, yeah, okay, they're, they don't really know any better. And maybe they just do it so often that the regular things they can do quicker, which is how they can make money. But with my unique situation, maybe they've seen it before, maybe they haven't. And, you know, if I just, I, I'm going to spend a little bit more time reviewing all the rules, but so are they, and they're just going to charge me for it. Right. The, how many things does that apply to? I don't really know, but. I can't just – what's the last thing you just kind of let go, let someone else do for you? Me personally? Yeah. It, it's, I, I would say it's like car maintenance. Car maintenance. Yeah. I mean – I usually do all this stuff and change They put the solar panels on your roof, that sort of oh, thing. Well, yeah, but yeah, I'm not installing those, but uh, – <laughs> Well, why not? Um, They're well, heavy. For one. Well, yeah. Again, risk reward thing. I don't know how. <laughs> um, the, the, the thing that I find I've found is it becomes a time thing. Right? I don't have as much free time to do this stuff. So, I mean, I can think of a lot of examples for this. So we had uh, um, 
Fios installed, which is an internet provider or whatever, yeah. you know, years and years ago. Yeah. And when the installer called, because if you experience these installers, they just, they show up with a really long drill bit, right? And they punch <laughs> through the side of your yeah. house and they just run. When the, when they made their appointment, I, I called them back or I emailed them or whatever. And I said, can you give me the, the layout? Like, can you give me whatever they, they're going to need? I want to see the components. I want to know like power. Like, what do you need? And they sent me back a little diagram. They said, we've got a box that looks like this, a battery that goes next to it, and that's it. And we need a plug for it somewhere. And I said, okay. You know, does it have like mounts and stuff? You want a sheet of plywood, whatever. And they said, uh, yeah, you know, we can screw it. Plywood's enough. You know, half inch, whatever, three quarter. And I said, okay. <clears throat> so I, I mounted, I cut out a piece of wood, and I found a place for it in the basement where I wanted it. And I made this thing and I kind of painted it and then I ran a circuit over to it. So he had a, an outlet right there that he needed to plug everything into. And it was all like, and I had like, <laughs> and I drew the stencil on it. <laughs> so I drew the outline of where I wanted him to mount the, really? the box and the battery and stuff. Nice. And uh, it, <laughs> the guy looks at it, he's like, this is, what is this? <laughs> like, well, that's, that's for you. He's like, no one has ever done this before. <laughs> I'm like, was well, it okay? No, he's like, no, it's perfect. I'll be done in like five minutes. He's like, this is great. Because <laughs> otherwise they're, you know, they're adapting things. They're hammering into your bricks. They're doing yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff to crazy. Get, to, get their things mounted. He's like, you saved me a bunch of time. This is cool. And so did I install the files box? No, of course not. It's all their stuff they have as proprietary. But I wanted to understand it. I wanted to know what he was going to do to be prepared, you know, and not just be like, hmm, yeah, there's my basement door. Right? I, I don't know. We're kind of off on a tangent. A little bit. A little bit of a tangent. So, um, I don't know why I took this, wrote this down. Wait, There's a couple you, of funny you're things. You're changing subjects on me? I am. Do you want to continue no, on I, this? I think the taxes thing is, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really know where I land with it, though. At this point, I'm like, next year it might just be easier to take my stuff. People are like, oh, just take my paperwork and have somebody else do it. But to me, it's like the whole work well, you is gotta to go, take the paperwork. The whole the, work is to find all the yeah. paperwork. That's all the work. I mean, that's all the work. Once you have it all gathered yeah. up and you're done, it's like hunting down all your paperwork is the hard part. And the, the other funny thing about the H&R Block was that they used the software program just like TurboTax. They used the software. Yeah. And, and they, they used their own. Yeah. They used their own, yeah. And they were putting the same just numbers on. Them. They're, they're following the questions. Yeah, yeah it's all us. <laughs> just like, just just like, like you would at home, yeah. <laughs> they're like, what did I do here? Because they know. hire a bunch of like college kids. Yeah. Together. Yeah, Anywho, like so yeah, all taxes are done. <laughs> but thank you, listeners, uh, for writing in and uh, helping us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so good news for your wife, maybe. Sure. All right. Uh I already ordered my kids' oh, yeah. summer bridge books. Our first two came today. That started. I think that started. It started in my family because of your. Oh family. really? Yeah, good. because of. And I, I owe the credit. I mean, I give the credit to your wife. I think she's the one that is. Uh, yeah. Administering this situation. Well, At least it sounds like. When your kids get into Vassar, then uh, they can. Uh, you can thank her then. <laughs> well, what's funny, so I actually ordered, my daughter is in the Spanish immersion class, as you know. You know Vassar's a Simpsons reference, right? I do. Okay. Yeah. That's just yeah. about enough of your <laughs> Vassar bashing young lady. Yes. Go okay. Go on. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember all the lines. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
So I ordered her a Spanish one as well. I found a really? grade one through three. It's not Summer Bridge, but oh. it looks like a Summer Bridge book. It's similar. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's enormous because it was like, I didn't know what would be appropriate and whatnot. So I got her one that said like grades one through three and uh, she finished it already. Wait, what, really? Yeah. She basically just sat down because <laughs> she loves these things. She loves them. Coloring and all this stuff. Yeah. She skipped a handful of pages. She's like, I didn't get those. Those were weird. I'm like, oh, my Lord. How did you get through? There's like 200 pages in here. She's just going through every page just nonstop last weekend. Uh, I had and I did. I made a deal with the boy because last summer, yeah. my, my now fifth grader, he did not finish his summer bridge book. And he was quite rebellious about it, let's say. Yeah. Uh, you remember, or are you talking about your son? Both. <laughs> okay. He was on a tear, like, and, and it got late in the summer, and then I put a little pressure on him, and that didn't work. That backfired. So I got it early, and I said, dude, we talked about this last summer. You knew this was coming. Uh, I'm not putting it up with this. I'm not putting up with this summer. Like, this is just going to be, you get to the fall, we're not doing sports unless your book is done. Oh. And I know this sounds completely arbitrary, but I'm giving you the book now. It's April. Yeah. Oh, really? You can start it before school ends. Get a head start, right? Yeah. But we're doing like every page. We're doing the bonus sections. We're doing the little experiment things. We're doing everything. Wow. Yeah. All right. Whole book. And it's it's going to take a while because they're yeah. it's a little bit it's, of work. It's, you say that, but it's, it comes down to be like 10 or 15 minutes a day in the summer. A day. Which but is not a, a If lot. they don't do it one day, then it's a half hour the next well, day. Well, that's true. Yes. And but, if they don't do it that day, it's 45 minutes yeah. the next day. Oh, yeah, that adds up. But, I mean, it's not that much. Like, when you have basically infinite time relative to what I have. <laughs> they can't do it. Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm not going to – this would sound like I'm blaming my wife. But when it doesn't get done and then I get home from work and it's like, have we spent our 15 minutes? Oh, Dad, it's still daylight. I'm going to go outside and play basketball until – I mean, they were out tonight. It's April vacation, school vacation yeah. week. They were out until the sun went down. Like, there was like 8.30 when they came inside. I'm like, mm. what is – and then my daughter comes running. and Can I go to the park? I'm like, what? It's, it's <laughs> past 8 o'clock. <laughs> like, no. She wants to run across town to the park by herself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, yes, but no. It's it's like earlier, but not now. Yeah. You need, actually need to come in and go to bed. Yeah, it's, it's bedtime. Balling your eyes out. Blah! Yeah, they're so tired. It's amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm not tired. Oh, yeah. So, hey, follow up. Mm-hmm. We got I got the walkie-talkies out. The old ones. The old right? ones. Hey, they, they worked. For no, what no, I know. But they look, because I have the same, they're around here. They somewhere. look the similar to what ones. you have, right? <laughs> no, but I have those. Those are those Bell Atlantic ones. Yeah. I have, they're in my drawer over here, but mine are blue. Wait, are you not using those Bell Atlantic ones? <laughs> no, because they, no, mine are these Baofengs. Yeah, are they ones. much different? They're different in that, I mean, they'll, they'll use the same frequencies, same sort of chips and whatnot, but it's the newer chips. That, what's different about them, what's, what's noticeably different is that the newer radios have an extra feature, which is like a, um, they call them a CTS code, and there's also a DCTS code. I forget what it's called, but the, one of them uses an actual tone, which I've talked about, to desquelch the radio. Am I speaking Latin? Only if one of your radios is transmitting. So you program to say, oh, we're both on channel. So you could have your Bell Atlantic radio on, on say, 430 megahertz, right? Okay. And I could have my radio on 430 megahertz. 
and my other one on and if I transmitted, you would hear me. Oh. But if you transmitted, I would not hear you. Because mine's looking for a tone that your walkie is not adding. Oh, all right. And then that way, it keeps all the other riffraff off my channel. So what's the family radio service then? It's just 38 security codes. It's a ra- It's just a range of frequencies. All right. Well, 38 security codes. That's what it says. Maybe right. it does have the codes. How old are those? Pokemon. <laughs> oh, Can you years? change the security codes? I don't know. Does it have sub-channels? I don't know. My son yeah. figured out how to change a channel. I, I didn't give it much time. <laughs> you hold the button, and then it goes boop, and then you... Oh, and then you do it? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah, you just you hold it for, I think, mode. You hold the mode button for a couple seconds. Well, of course, boop. you know, they already broke one. Like, Good. are you kidding me? Like, I've had these things for 20, 20 years or something, and you yeah, managed to break it in the first day. 30 years. 30 years, yeah. Uh, they broke the belt clip. I'm like, well, how <laughs> did you... Oh, well, he or kicked plastic. me in the... Yeah. Uh, whatever. Plastic is old. Yeah. I, on, related to the walkie-talkies, yeah. I got my repeater cable. And another pair of walkies. So now I officially have 10, 12, 2. How many do I have? I think 10. I have 10 walkies of my own. And two of them are set up strictly to be repeaters. And I programmed them. So these mine walkies are a little bit different in that they have a programming cable. So I can plug them in and say, What do you stash these repeaters like around the neighborhood? And then I haven't done it yet. But there's right now they're sitting on the third floor of my house. And I, I, and I, they have longer antennas on them. I got really long antennas and they're sitting on their chargers and they're, but they're programmed so that one walkie listens on. So this is complicated. All right. You have your walkies that you're walking around town with. And they transmit, I'll give an example again. They transmit at 430 megahertz, right? And they receive at 431, which is different than yours. Yours are going to transmit and receive on the same frequency. Okay. So that means the, the walkies can't talk directly to each other because they're transmitting on one frequency but right, listening on Right, that's true, other. right. As soon as you push the yeah. button there, yeah. So the other one is like, what? So, you, so that's what the repeater does is that one of the walkies is listening on 431 and when it receives it has a wire that connects it to the other walkie it essentially pushes the button on the other walkie and the other walkie is transmitting on 430 transmitting no on 431 no on it's transmitting on 430 yes okay so it essentially just relays the signal all right and then, yes, so I need to, what, the mission for this week, probably on Friday when we're not at work, is I'm going to go sneak them into, like, the tallest building in town <laughs> on the upper floor. But won't the and battery I, die? No, I'm putting them on the chargers. They have their own chargers. So oh, I have a little, leave, leave them have in a little dock. thing built up and uh, leave them in the charging dock, and they, they all it's all ready to go. Everything's zip-tied together so they don't fall out, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right, so they're not all wobbly. And then just go plug it in. Yeah, you th- 3D print yourself some mounts. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't, but I could. <laughs> Which is going swimmingly, by the way, the 3D printing. That's great. Good to hear. That's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It took uh, the new 3D printer, which for everyone's reference is called a Prusa. Yeah, you mentioned P-R-U-S-A. last week on the show. Italian. Did I? It's, it's pretty cool. I don't know if it's Italian. <laughs> we had this Yosef whole conversation. Prusa, yeah, it could be Italian, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I finally got it calibrated. It's working well. If we did talk about it on the show, I'm sorry. So now I can print stuff willy nilly and everything goes pretty smooth. There's still intermittent, you know, things break free, things fail. We had another project yesterday 
another adapter, a light adapter for the bike, which I knew I would need more of. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting project. I had the boy help me. And we went out there with the calipers, very, you know, precise measuring calipers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I calipers. Yeah, I have, I have yeah. a set of digital calipers. Of course. So you can, yeah. Yeah, why not? Battery dies on those, too. <laughs> it has. I have extra batteries. <laughs> In the case with the calipers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when the battery dies, they actually kind of both die. Yeah, right. <laughs> the one that's waiting <laughs> Those to tiny little button other. batteries, right. The button batteries, yeah. It's one of the big ones. <laughs> uh, so you can get some pretty precise measurements with those. But uh, the, the where I wanted to mount the light is all kinds of funky angles. So there's tubes. So you've got to measure the diameter. And then there's different diameter tubes. And then there's some bolt holes. And then they're, they're on a compound angle. They sort of slope both ways. So I, I walked through the whole thing with him, like, how can we measure this? And where, how can we measure into space? And then how do we transfer all those measurements into the computer? So it's kind of a fun little exercise. And then we made, like, uh, the drawing, which was sort of a negative, right? So we drew the, the bike part that we wanted to mount it to, and then we turned it into a, a negative in the drawing. And then we drew the thing we wanted to print, and it would automatically subtract the bike part from it so it wouldn't print it you know what I mean? oh yes 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 um okay and then you draw like the little mounting holes you gotta measure those get them for the light and then that's it we printed a couple of prototypes checked it adjusted some things and then uh final one is is ready to go it's on the bike huh. on the light so i mean it's it's one of those things where i ha- i literally would have what i would have done without the printer this is a better example because I can't say I wouldn't have been able to do anything. Because someone else mentioned to me at work. They said, they said, they said, oh, it's kind of like uh, woodworking. <laughs> you know, it's, like you can you can print you can print things like anything you want. They're like, oh, it's kind of like you know people used to do with wood before printers. They would just make the thing they needed. Oh yeah, and and that was honestly, it's like, well, uh, yeah, I guess so. Because that's that's probably what I would have done. Is if I didn't have the three D printer. I would just cut the thing I needed out of a piece of wood and shape it the way I wanted it. But in some of these situations, it's not so easy to shape a piece of wood in every, you know, I might be whittling and carving and do all kinds of weird stuff to make it fit right. And then, I don't know, this was just kind of fun doing the additive manufacturing. That's my whole story. Well, it's good. I'm glad that the Prusa is working out for you, though. Thank you. Now we need more foosball heads. Well, if we could find the ones that were stolen. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's funny. Not funny. Uh, we have another mail. <laughs> I'll print one tonight. We have another mail about the work situation. Okay. That's, so cool. it's very apropos here. Uh, also from uh, Mr. Peter, from uh, Mr. Peter Steinberg from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Just a quick note to say that the last few episodes, you've mentioned whether or not listeners know where you work. I've listened to at least the last 100 episodes, and I have no idea where you work. I've known it was a tech company. That's my field, too. I've known it to be in the Boston area. A few episodes, you mentioned it was in Cambridge. And while Randy's traveled to Amsterdam for work once or twice, you just confirmed there was a sister office there. I sort of assumed for no reason that you worked at Leap, but a quick check shows no Amsterdam office for them. As long as I was Googling, I poked around a bit and found the following companies have offices in Cambridge and Amsterdam, but I don't think (laughs) any are correct. Um, Real side note here, Peter, the the company that name that that I just bleeped out was correct. But he lists Forrester (laughs) Research, not techy enough for you. I don't know. Okay. Context Labs, too trendy for you. They're blockchain. That's also true. I don't know what blockchain is. Akamai, too many offices all over Europe. Spherical Analytics, 
they collect global environmental data, so they're too politically correct for Jason. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's hilarious. Uh, that's all I found in a 30-second search. Bottom line, unless one of those above is correct, you're still safely anonymous. Keep up right. the great podcast. First, you got it first thing and said it wasn't right. But yeah, he what? He got he got it first thing. And yeah, said he, that wasn't he, he for some reason he sort of assumed for no reason, and he was correct. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know where. Uh, and keep up the great podcasting. So thanks mm-hmm. again for another enjoyable e- uh, email. Good, uh, Peter. Glad yeah. we're keeping our uh, PII safe. It's not, I mean, it's not really safe because <laughs> anybody could just click on. I think I'm pretty sure if you go to my Facebook, it says right no, there. okay, good. Oh, yeah, because it says where you work. I don't, mine still says yeah, I work says right. my old company. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mine says right at the top company. Now, if I'm viewing this, can I view this as you Can you log out and view it? I am not sure. Okay, so uh, let's see. We got gas lines exploding. Can I mention something which could be – you might get mad at me. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I went in an incognito browser and I brought up my thing. And, yeah, the first thing there is – It shows right there. Yeah, where I've worked, so – so yesterday, okay. today's Wednesday. Yesterday was today's Tuesday. Yesterday was the Boston Marathon. Yeah, indeed it was. So we didn't have work. Uh, and you know, when you look at the Boston Marathon coverage, I know a lot of people that run, which is cool, good for them. When you look at the coverage of the marathon, probably ninety percent of it. I don't know, good percent of it. Again, this could be a very unpopular opinion. A large portion of the coverage of the marathon are people like crawling across the finish line you know here here's so and so who's doing such and such and they had to be carried across the finish line or they crawled the last 50 yards because they were half dead from this event i don't know how to say this (laughs) okay go on gently if you ask i mean you speak of judging right Uh i don't see that as a good thing like i don't see that as something they should be proud of I mean, they're woefully underprepared for an event they knew was coming. <laughs> right? This isn't like, well, it just it didn't just crop up the day before where, hey, guess what? You've got to go run this marathon or we're going to murder your family. Like, they're not doing this for some kind of, <laughs> right? they knew, they knew uh, for a long, long, long time that this was coming. And, and I will tell you this, right? Yeah. So I do this PMC charity bike ride. Yeah. I get equally mad okay. at the people on that bicycle ride who come unprepared. And there are plenty of them. That are like looking at me that morning, going, "Oh yeah, I just got the bike out of my shed three weeks ago." I'm like, "Are you insane?" Like, I'm you. you mm, I, like, I get mad at them because I don't like it. It's just a bad situation. They're not. Something's going to go wrong. They're not going to need help. They're distracted. I don't know. Just I don't know why we put them on a pedestal like they're some kind of hero. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't really know how to uh, how to. So I don't think – so I think that some people are willfully underprepared. I think you see people running the marathon and those people that are running it in like five and six hours. And I, it, this sounds really bad. I know it's really sort of <laughs> You're gross, doing it too. but okay. I'm going to do it because um, those people that are carrying around 40, 50 pounds that they shouldn't be, that's not healthy. Like I don't understand it. It's not good for them. I don't understand. They walk the whole thing. You know, they, they – yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. And then and – then, and this sounds really, really bad. I understand. I get how, and I've struggled with this, but it's like, they're like, oh yeah, I ran the marathon. I'm like, you ran like no steps, T- 12 minute miles, not running. Like, I literally, yeah, can't, you yeah, know, yeah. so it's, 
Sounds really. I've seen that as well. You're right. I've seen the the. So you know, what's a good time? What's a good pace? What's I, I, I'm not really that concerned with the slow runners. It's yeah. But yeah, if someone's like, I finished the marathon, and you look at their their thing, and they sure they publish like 13 minute miles. Yeah. Like that's that's a brisk walk. Yeah. And, <laughs> so and, and they granted they were out for six hours. Took them for a really yeah, long time. I mean, and they, they probably raised five, six, eight thousand, maybe ten thousand right. dollars for some charity, which is wonderful. So well, I don't want to undersell that. Like walking yeah. a marathon is is a is an ordeal. Yeah. That's a long way to walk. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to say. But here's the thing: Did they crawl across the finish line? <laughs> no. I mean, no. if they if they walked across oh, that finish right. line, I'm saying, good for you. No. You know, you 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 did the marathon. I'm proud of you. You didn't kill yourself. But oh, okay, you want the, the, the flip side. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of these people I don't think are undertrained. Like the one thing that went viral, that guy, that Marine that was crawling over the finish line. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. When I ran the Lowell Marathon, uh, like mile 22, my legs started cramping up, but I've never had that happen before. Oh, okay. So, so that was a... out of nowhere. And, um, I, I think I got my water, my salt wrong like that. Like that, I got that all wrong that day. Could and, be, I, yeah. to, and, and it was a one time thing. It's never happened to me since. And did you crawl across the finish I, line? No, cause I just kind of walked, but I was doing pretty decent time that day. And that, that added like 20 minutes to my time because I really couldn't run the last like three plus miles, three and change. And it was frustrating cause I don't, whatever, but. So I think that happens to some people. And then like the one dude that they had, that guy was blacked out basically, right? He was being carried and his feet was just moving. Like that was sort of like involuntary movement at that point. I don't know if you saw that happen. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of them though. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, uh, yeah, I think. Okay. So that's fair. I think you could attribute to this to some of just kind of. Yeah. Mismanagement of, uh, and and, uh, the the experience is a bit overwhelming. So I know a lot of people who run it who are, pretty quick runners and then for some reason they have really slow marathon mm. times and i think it's because they're distracted by the crowds they're forgetting to drink and eat because of that there's all kinds of stuff to see yeah, hands to shake signs to get pictures of people to kiss in wellesley people to kiss which i hold another thing i don't understand kissing like, all the college girls you mean uh yeah like both of that both unless you're like the first one down the tunnel i'm like mm. uh, then you've kissed all the other people <laughs> yeah. that were ahead of you and yeah. just a little not clean i don't know yeah, that could be that could definitely not be clean <laughs> you're coming home with all kinds of mouth problems i don't know <laughs> to me it just it was a little sketchy uh <laughs> never t- partake in the wellesley tunnel there um and then uh Oh man. Yeah. So, but he, but here's the thing, right? I think you, you had what, 24,000 or however many thousand people run it. And then you, you see what, 10, 15 people that okay. that's happened to, right? You don't ratios. See All right. Yeah. Fair enough. And you, that's maybe the, you can, you could have convinced me. Yeah. Right. I don't know, but you're right. But I think there are some people that don't belong there and it's become a, like a, it's, it hasn't be, it's lost some of its, uh, perhaps elite, I'm, I'm eliteness. projecting from witnessing it. Knowing full well that people are underprepared for yeah. like the, the pan mass challenge, like it's not like I see them crossing the finish line and it's a struggle and they're heroes. It's like no, I talked to them before the ride and during the ride, yeah. and uh, you know how, how how much training did you do? I rode about a hundred miles this summer. Like what? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? And that makes me mad. So I know they exist. So I'm imagining some of them transferred over. And so I'll say this, and, and this is sort of my justification for some of this, is that that becomes a risk because those people that are unprepared are mm-hmm. a, then a liability out there and they become a problem for the race, race, like people putting the race yeah. on, the volunteers, other riders. If they're not like, that becomes a problem to me. And right, then, you go to take yeah. care of them all of a sudden. Yeah. And that, yeah then, and everyone else has to watch out, watch out for yeah. this guy. He's, he, oh, he's not going to make it. 
Yeah. Like, what? Just send them home now. Can we <laughs> save ourselves the hassle? It's, it's, well, actually, this is very equivalent to the whole, uh, were we talking about the Boy Scout hiking thing before? Oh, we didn't <laughs> get there week? yet, but that we did that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very similar. It's like, oh, you got to take, I'm going with you. No, you're not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. not gonna work oh out. that kid yeah yeah i found out more about that <laughs> i guess that kid like a mile and a half and or like three quarters of a mile into a mile and a half hike he just shut it down i was like i'm not going anywhere and it was, <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm not walking anymore and he's like oh it's had- a loop so you're gonna live here <laughs> we had soccer tonight sorry about the soccer talk it's okay and um i decided we we're gonna have a 90 minute practice so i said yeah you know what let's run a bit kids why not so we did one lap around this big field it's, it's probably a half a mile lap. And we got less than a quarter mile into it. And like f- four or five of the kids are walking. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I, I'm doing this like slow jog. Yeah. Yeah. So we finished the loop. The kids come in and, and I have to give them this talk. I'm like, guys, listen, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to force you to run as hard as you can until you're barfing around this field. But I'm looking at you right now, and nobody's sweating. I mean, this kid's breathing hard. He was running with me. This kid's breathing hard. Yeah. Sweating a little bit. But if you feel like walking just because you're like, I don't like this, like, you're not doing yourself any any good. You're not doing yourself a good service here. Like, this is part of the sport. Right. <laughs> you, you, need, you need to be able to run. Yeah. And I can't like make you do it. You got to want to do it. Yeah. If you're going to be walking around on the field, you're you're hurting yourself. You're hurting your team. You know, it's giving this whole thing. Like this is just embarrassing. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why would you decide to just walk without yeah. being tired? So I would say keep at that. Um, yeah. Yeah, because my kids are now. Uh, my 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 team is uh running more willingly now they will they will do it like and they'll they'll stay with i still have some lazy kids and they're cut in the corners whatever and they're all like yeah yeah yeah. uh, what's interesting is so the 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 league really frowns on laps don't make them do laps don't do laps i'm like well why not i'm not like not as a punishment it's not like go do laps you stink it's let's go run around the field so we can get some running in uh, isn't that part of it <laughs> uh, for me? So my, my justification is like, I always do it with them. Like, it, like course, last time it was, too, yeah. uh, yeah, we were setting up a drill. I'm like, all right, let's go get a couple laps and it's kind of chilly out. We'll get warmed up and like, right. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know? And so then I, I run hard on like, I lead the team and I make sure that they, uh, you know, keep going. Like, so uh, they can't be like, Ooh, you're just making them run. I'm like, well, I'm doing it with them. So doing yeah, it with yeah. them. Yeah. So you can't really complain if they can. I wasn't it. running hard. I mean, I was trying to set a, a jog pace, and some of the kids went ahead of me, and I'm like, guys, I want to stay together. And uh, but a lot of the kids, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them because they yeah. won't. I know they're not going to change. I think I they shouldn't. Get, I shouldn't say that because that's a bad attitude. I think they got to start shaming themselves. Well, so. that's that's why I thought I had a good uh, shaming each other. That's why I thought I took a good good angle with the like, I'm not going to make you do it. You got to want it yourself attitude, mm. you know? 
Shaming each other is not a good dude angle either. <laughs> not like you suck, but like um, when they see one of their teammates going hard and they're not, then they be like, oh, crap, I got to, you know, I think there's some camaraderie and stuff there. but Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So you mentioned the hike, the Boy Scout hike. Another thing that happened over the weekend, which I wanted to mention, which was sort of ironic. I know you didn't do your midnight ride because the weather was atrocious, and I'm kind of glad you didn't because it was really, really bad. I don't know. Did, I'm lazy. Yeah. Did other people do it? Oh, yeah, a lot of people did it. There was a big break in the weather, like, during, right during the marathon thing. Wow, that's crazy. So, I think, I mean, but I would have been, been stuck in the uh, before and after weather, which is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anywho, so, you mentioned last week how you, when you guys on your bicycles on the midnight ride uh, try to be quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Well, as the, in Acton, in, which is right next to Concord, not Concord, Right next to Concord, Massachusetts, where the Revolutionary War started, if you remember from your history, uh, Paul Revere rode to Lexington and they marched on Concord because there was a big armory in Concord where they kept a bunch of munitions for war. And so the regulators or the Redcoats, which were the British militia, came and they marched on Concord. Well, the, the Minutemen from Acton, Concord, Sudbury, uh, Westboro, these areas also marched against them because they were warned so they were going to go protect this armory um anywho so this was the start of the revolutionary war well every year this weekend the one of the big acting troops of boy scouts not the one we're in there's another one that's bigger they put on this big camporee so they had all these different they invite anybody any boy scout troop that wants to in the country i guess they've had people come up from texas i'm like are you kidding me really to the the one to the campground next to the highway yeah yeah so yeah so they come for two nights or whatever but um (laughs) We, we, uh, I did not stay over, but they stayed over on Friday, Saturday night. And then on Sunday morning, they got up at 4 30 and they got on a bus at 5 30. They bust over to the high school and then we hiked the path that Isaac Davis, which was one of the Minutemen from Acton, uh, years ago, like in the 50s or 60s, somewhere a long time ago, one of these, one of these kids from Acton Pack Troop One. Uh, determined the exact route that they hiked. And so it's mimicked and there's like trails and stuff that are still kept up where that's only used for this because they cross now private land. But we hiked and we followed the Minutemen. So there's, there's reenactors and they have like period clothing and they have muskets and stuff and mm-hmm. they have like yep. the fire these flintlock muskets, which are really loud. They're very loud. And, uh, we hike and there's a drummer boy in front and we leave the high school at like 6.30 in the morning. So I felt I got a kick out of it because we're walking down like neighborhood streets, uh, you know, which was all farmland years ago, but, um, it's neighborhood streets. And then we go to the Isaac Davis houses. That's where we, it's right up the street from the high school, like a quarter of a mile from the high school. And then they stop and they do a little ceremony there. And they say, this is where they met up that morning. And the 38 of them hiked over to Concord from here. And then we walked over to the town square and they shot their muskets off at the high, at the, um, the, the the guy's house, which is right there on Charter Road, and then in the town center again. And it was funny because they shot those things off, and then we hear a baby crying. So it was some one of those houses, <laughs> there was a baby that we woke up at like 7 in the morning with uh, musket fire. It's very – those things are very interesting. Like, how do you decide – like, I mean, someone will complain, right? Well, I don't think – I mean, they got permit. We got cops. We got the whole nine yards. It's all yeah. part of it. Well, yeah, and I'm not saying they're well, sh- sure. Yeah, but, but why right. would they issue a permit to shoot muskets at? So why is it? 
socially acceptable or culturally acceptable to whatever. Why does society say that's okay, but I can't go like doing other things? Because it's like, well, this is part of our history, something we should celebrate. Yeah. It's like, okay, but my baby's trying to sleep. Once a year, well, like, why, did, why is it okay for them not to sleep once a year? So when is, when is, it's always interesting when we make those transitions. At some point, are they going to be like, just move the silly trail hike a couple hours later, please? Yeah, that part was weird. It's like, well, I know why. I mean, we go up 27 for a part. They closed down 27, yeah. which was interesting. Because in Acton, we had cop, um, like a police escort on front and back. In Concord, the guy never showed up. So we're walking down, the, we're walking on Bear Smell Road in Concord. Oh, really? And there's freaking cars that are, it was awful because cars are coming one way towards us, right? And they just go, they go down. And now we all moved over to the right hand side and they came down. Well, cars from, from behind, because we had like a mile long worth of people as we got stretched yeah. out. And, and then cars from behind come up. And now there's, it was only one lane and it's on, talk about narrow, twisty road. So now they got cars going both directions and they're like, all right, all you people move over and we're just going to start right. driving into you. And we're, we're like, what? We're just going to drive right into you because this oh is my, my road. Oh my gosh, yeah. There you go. Now you're experiencing the driver entitlement. Yeah, yeah, well. They're like, here's a hundred kids in the road. Uh, they need to move for me because oh, my metal box is She's coming. using her horn too. Like, literally, like, <laughs> eh, eh, or like, oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> just honking you? at the Minutemen. That's oh, fantastic. Man. Well, the Minutemen so peeled great. off before we, they didn't walk the whole way because they walked the whole way on Monday when they did, did the reenactments, which I also misspoke last week. I said the reenactments were on Sunday. Well, the reenactments are always on Monday. Mm. The scouts just flip it every other year. Some, some nights, they do the walk on Sundays, the overnight Saturday into Sunday, and some nights it's some years it's Sunday into Monday. And that is so that states that don't have Patriots Day, because that's only a Massachusetts and Maine holiday, can come and participate in the event. So, mm. <laughs> which I couldn't believe people come up from Texas, but the Boy Scouts can get a little nuts sometimes. And so, she's really was, honking at the Boy Scouts. Huh? Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Yeah, she's honking at us. I mean, what were you going to do? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that, that was interesting, though. So it ended up being seven miles from the start of the high school to the North Bridge. And, uh, you know, we had some kids that were not thrilled with that distance. <laughs> did they uh, have to crawl across the bridge when they were done? No, but they, no, no one, no one, well, we did have one kid get medevaced out. He was flipping out. What? And he not really? medevaced, but like he flipped out. Like he was with some troop and he, we took a break and he wouldn't drink or eat or anything. And then his, troop leader or whatever was like you really need to do this and then he wouldn't and then and then he's like okay so they brought this they had like a sweeper vehicle and the sweeper vehicle came up and he's like okay well you got to get in the sweeper vehicle and he wouldn't get in the wouldn't get up and he's just sitting in the middle of the road now and this the, the troop leader tried to pick him up and he's flipping out get your hands off me leave me alone i'm like what do you want to do Owl? dude? you're just Owl? gonna die you're, you're just like fifth grade sixth grade like just die here like you're done is it just gonna die let me here. expire <laughs> like he wouldn't eat he wouldn't drink and he wouldn't let them People, help him at all it was just really bizarre yeah. i mean my first grader gets kind of irrational like yeah too. yeah it was can you have a drink please i'm not thirsty mm. you're only screaming at me yeah. because you're thirsty who's got more experience with this <laughs> you or me doesn't respond well to that so you don't ask that's the thing i, I go and i okay you just stay here and i go in a kitchen and i i get a sippy cup I make the drink for her or all her favorites and you just hand it to her without saying anything. And just goes <laughs> drink the whole thing right down. <laughs> that was disgusting. You worried about me <laughs> coughing. Yeah, this kid was like curled up in the fetal position, like wouldn't head down head between his knees and it was just a bad scene. I don't know. 
I bet he walks the soccer labs too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't know. Where where are we? We're about, about time. I think we yeah, can. Right. Yeah. Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.